Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Hey, it's Tony, and this is the 49ers Triumvirate Podcast. Today, we go over week one starter, Jimmy G or Lance. Satisfaction with the offseason moves. What we think the weakest part of the team is. Richard Sherman coming back, question mark. Dive deep into the Jed York interview and going over the offseason program. I'm joined by Pablo and Carlos. Let's get into it. And this is episode two, guys. (laughs) It's official. All right, guys. So here we go. So let's flash forward. You know, we're getting ready to start the season. Week one. What do you guys think? Jimmy G or Trey Lance? And and so the the thing that I that I wanted to bring up with you guys on this topic specifically, uh, everyone's giving their opinion on who should on who it should be, and there's a different uh, philosophies out there. I'm, I'm thinking if you guys are up up for it, let's just go through each one of the scenarios and give our thoughts on them, because uh, no one knows what what's going to play out, but we can speak to each scenario, and uh, and then we can always uh, see how things actually play out. So maybe maybe we should go over one scenario who, who wants to go ahead and start well i mean the way i'm thinking about it is just you know the the scenario is everybody's healthy you know we're, we're ready to go camp is starting i think coming into it i know it's an open competition but i think jimmy g you know is that much further ahead than lance in the playbook and the shanahan offense i think this will test lance to see you know to prove um, to everyone, or at least to us fans, that like we kept hearing that he's the smartest quarterback out of the draft coming out. Uh, so I think the 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 obvious scenario, I think that most people are discussing, is with everybody healthy, going into you know training camp, going into week one. You know, I think it's it's gonna it would be you know in that scenario, it'd be it would be Jimmy G starting, unless you know Trey Lance just blows away Shanahan and and the coaching staff and the players, where he just shows his this mastery of the offense that, you know, maybe it's up to par with Jimmy G. So in, in that scenario, I would, I would say that maybe Lance starts, but I, I think Jimmy G would be the, the anointed starter in that, in that set, set up. Okay. So, so let's stick with the scenario. Jimmy G's a starter. Trey, Trey is a backup. Uh, you know, how successful do you think the team will be? Do, do you think Jimmy G can hold on to the starting uh, job uh, throughout the season. I mean, I think so. I mean, I think it, it, it it's all going to depend on Jim. What I mean, which version of Jimmy G that we're going to get? Are we going to get the you know 2017 or 2019 version, or are we going to get the you know the what we saw in 2020? I remember that game against the Cardinals. Um, you know, it was near the, the the end zone and, you know, he dropped back on a critical third down and he was, you know, spinning around. He was just looked, you know, looked scared. If we get that Jimmy G, then he won't stay the starter very long. But if we get an efficient Jimmy G, the 20, even the 2019 version uh, where we're winning games, I, I don't see him being pulled unless, you know, he gets injured. Okay. Yeah. So Tony, Tony, what do you, what do you think? Uh, what would it take for the other scenario to take place where Trey's a starter come week one? Mm. Yeah, I think I think it'll have to be. He'll just have to show it in camp. And you know, I, I think uh, Kyle went over this in the uh, Rich Eisen. He had a Rich Eisen interview, and um, he was saying that everybody can feel it when you know when there's a, a challenge for that QB one spot. And I think when that time comes, I, th- I think we'll probably hear about it in reports that, you know, that Trey Lance, he's pushing for the QB one spot that he's balling out in practice. And I think in that scenario, you know, there could be a situation where, where he's or a scenario where he's a week one starter, but I think odds are that Jimmy G will start week one. I think it'll have to take some very poor play. It'll have to take us losing games for Trey Lance to step in or, most likely, you know, it'll be a, a Jimmy G injury, just given his his injury history and how often he gets hurt. Uh, he'll he'll come in, um, but I will say that at a minimum, you know, Trey Lance should be seeing some reps, uh, similar to how uh, Kaepernick was was seeing some reps when when he was drafted with, with Harbaugh. I will say that that um, 
you know, he, he hasn't played in, in a year. The only way that he's going to be able to, to get better is if we, he actually starts, starts seeing some, some playing time. All right. I, I, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball to you guys and give you probably what most people would say is the least likely scenario. And I'm not saying it, it'll happen, but I think this is what it would take for it to happen. I, I go back to remembering <clears throat> when, when uh, Kyle, when Shanahan acquired uh, Jarek McKinnon, and I remember I'll talk about him developing so many different plays for the offense. And when McKinnon got hurt, I don't know if it was during training camp or if it was in the preseason, Shanahan was pretty upset because he said a large portion of the playbook was dedicated to McKinnon. Um, and so what I'm thinking is if Shanahan is truly in love with, with Trey and the possibilities of what his offense can be, I think he'd have to dedicate a large chunk of his playbook to Trey Lance. Uh, the problem with that is uh, that Jimmy G is a quarterback that cannot replicate what Trey Lance can do as far as arm strength and uh, dual threat ability. And, and I think that could be a problem, you know, right? Especially with rookies coming in, uh, running backs and other uh, receivers. They have to memorize the, the playbook that we have uh, now. And, and do they have to also memorize the package with Trey Lance in there? It might be too much. So I could see a scenario very as unlikely as it may be where Jimmy G does get moved. <clears throat> and we go with quarterbacks that are more um, closely related to Trey's skill set mm-hmm. um, where they, they can, they're, they're dual threat quarterbacks. And then, and then we go with that package. And even if Trey goes down, hopefully he doesn't but we have a quarterback that can run the same type of offense because it's just too much to try to move from one offense to another. Um, so, so that could be a possibility to look for. Also, the thing with moving Jimmy G's, it just makes too much financial sense. Um, you know, you just don't want that bridge quarterback that's a $24 million, $27 million quarterback. I think we can see looking back at the history, the 49ers were trying to do so much to, to move away from Jimmy, from looking into – Matthew Stafford to Deshaun Watson to Joe Flacco. Um, I think there was another quarterback that they looked at, uh, but they just uh, weren't able to move Jimmy. So um, that that would be a case where I think Shanahan uh, may may want to to move on because of the offensive uh, package that he comes up with and the strategy that he's going to use. So again, probably not likely. Yeah. But if I'm in Shanahan's shoes and I'm dedicating a lot of time to Trey, especially if he's looking good in training camp, then then he might get moved that way. Yeah, you know, it's a very good point. But also, I mean, we're just looking at our the other quarterbacks on our roster: Josh Rosen, uh, Nate Sutton. Um, I think Josh Johnson. I'm not. He might be a little bit mobile, but it, that is also kind of a, a good point uh, to to bring up. Is you know, if he does kind of uh, bring this whole new playbook you know, for Trey Lance or opens up the offense, which will, will get kind of, I guess I kind of transition into how much, you know, Trey, uh, Trey Lance will, will change the offense. Who else would be able to run it if, you know, in that hopefully unlikely scenario that Trey Lance gets injured, you know, we don't really have anybody else on the team currently that, that could do it. So it would be kind of challenging, so, sort of similar to, to McKinnon when he went down. We didn't have anybody else who could, quote unquote, you know, guess do his plays. Exactly. Yep. But I think that would also be like a lesson learned from, from Kyle then where he, you know, if he devotes the entire like playbook or offensive scheme on one player, you know, where like the example of McKinnon, where if he gets hurt, like where that, you know, you throw away the season. I don't think that's really smart to do. I I mean, I would, I would think you have to be, you know, flexible. You have to be able to adapt um, and I think, at, especially at the quarterback position, I, you know, Kyle keeps saying about, you know, make them play eleven on eleven, uh, and that's true. But it doesn't have to be the entire, you know, playbook. I think he can throw wrinkles of RPOs um, and some bootlegs and and stuff. But I think the majority of his offense is, you know, you you know, run the ball, the zone blocking schemes, play action, you know, move the quarterback, move the pocket. Um, just like we know we, what he was doing with Jimmy. So, I, you know, I would hope that he doesn't kind of bank on having Trey Lance master everything and cater the offense just to him, especially coming in as a rookie. 
I think, you know, just, you know, if we keep saying if Shanahan could just run his offense, you know, and th- throw in some, you know, creative plays, which I'm sure he will with, um, with, with Trey, then mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think he has to, you know, well, we got to move Jimmy cause he can't run the offense. I want to run. Well, I guess the transitions to yeah, how, how much do you think of the offense would change with Trey Lance, you know, starting as quarterback, what do you think it opens up? Well, see, that's the thing. I, I think that Trey Lance, the, the, the ceiling about him, right. Is that he can do everything that Jimmy G can do plus more. So whatever Kyle develops or has schemed up, you know, in, in the offseason, um, in a sense for Trey, I mean, he's not going to ask Jimmy G to do that. But every, everything else that Jimmy G can do, Trey should be able to do and then add on to that his mobility and his ability to, to, to do the RPOs and just do like a, a designed QB run. Yeah, I, I think it's it's a challenging it's 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 very much worth discussing uh, quite a bit, and and we'll see more in the playoffs and and uh, not the playoffs, the preseason, and obviously more during the season. But I think there is a drastic difference. Obviously, there's a drastic difference between Trey's abilities and Jimmy's, and you know maybe Kyle goes into the season like you said, Jimmy G's a starter, not much change to the offense, and I think he'd only consider changing it for Trey. Uh, but it just starts getting a little complicated because you have such a veteran team that is uh, a, a playoff type of team. And when you start throwing new plays in there for a specific player, then it's more, uh, it opens itself more to errors from a receiver not doing the right thing or the lineman going the wrong way or picking up the wrong um, defensive uh, lineman or whatever. Because with Trey, what changes is obviously the dual threat, right? He can keep the ball and, and take off. So maybe your, your offensive line starts block, blocking one way, um, you know, fake the handoff kind of like a bootleg, and then Trey keeps it. Um, so stuff that you wouldn't do with Jimmy. So, I mean, it, it would just be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any I, offense you, you install is going to take time, right? So if he wants to go with Trey, it's just so different that it's going to take some time to develop. So... Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Kyle Shanahan <clears throat> handles it. I mean, at least for, for him, I think it's going to be, you know, maybe frustrating at times, you know, running such a limited offense because I, I feel like we've really seen such a limited playbook, you know, because we've had such poor quarterback play these last few years. We, I don't think we've really seen him open it up like he did in Atlanta with, with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and having, I think, just him knowing that we have Trey Lance there it's going to be pretty tempting. I think maybe at times if, if Jimmy G struggling and throwing interceptions and, you know, we're losing games to not throw him in there, but it will be a challenge. Like you said, you know, taking it from what, what we've been running the last few years to completely opening it up and doing quarterback runs and, you know, the deep pass, but, you know, if Trey Lance is, is, well, you know, what Kyle Shanahan thinks he is, and, you know, this this will completely change our offense for the better. It'll really open things up. Um, could be could be pretty pretty fun to watch. And, and I think we mentioned this in the previous podcast, but in listening to Kyle Shanahan after the draft, he's definitely thinking about changing the playbook up, right? I mean, he mentioned that his offense is being run by so many more coaches now with McVay at the Rams, um, LaFleur, I think is that how you say his, his name? Yeah, LaFleur, Matt LaFleur, uh, yeah. Yeah, with the Packers and now his brother, the offensive coordinator uh, for the Jets. Um, and they're just they're running his same type of offense. So he went with the quarterback where he could change it up quite a bit, you know, significantly. Uh, Aaron Rodgers may be able to run it to a degree. Um, I and, and maybe even, uh, what's his name, that got drafted second overall, uh, Zach Wilson. But yeah. they're going to have to come up with it on their own because they're not going to be able to see Shanahan do it. So he definitely wanted to diverge from his current playbook, but uh, he won't be able to do that with Jimmy. So he'd have to start off with his existing playbook, maybe with some wrinkles, and we won't see a change until Trey comes in. So I don't, I don't know. I, I, still see, I still think that Kyle's offense – um, is is not like you know like pass after pass after pass or like the greatest show on turf as it was coined back in the 2000s with the Rams. You know I may, I don't know maybe I've been you know listening to Shannon Sharp speak about Mike Shanahan, but um, I think that's what Kyle likes to do. I think he likes to run the ball, you know, and it all starts with the running game. 
And I think the only aspect that we're missing with Jimmy is that he can't hit the deep ball. So that, you know, running the sweeps, running up the middle and all these, uh, you know, other schemes that we do, the the fly, fly uh, sweeps with, with Debo or Ayuk, that all works to set up the play action pass and then try to hit someone over the top. But the problem is that J- Jimmy G or Nick Mullins or CJ Beathard couldn't do that. So I think that's what we're missing. But I still think the foundation of Kyle's offense is, is you know, running the ball. Yeah, I agree. It's just that he, find, he's, he finds different ways of running it, right? It's not the exact same running game that Mike Shanahan had. Uh, with McDaniels, they just come up with all these crazy wrinkles. Even those those shovel passes to to uh, Debo running across, you know, behind the line of scrimmage, um, you'll see more teams starting to use that as well. So yeah. I agree, he wants to run the ball, but he, they're so creative with that. And now with Trey Lance, they can get even more creative. So yeah, I think it definitely seems like we're we're trending towards like a, a sort of a bully ball type of offense i mean just from from the draft we got the big guard aaron banks and pretty violent runner with with trey sermon um you know Kyle shannon loves to run the ball and uh, like you said he had his own, he had his own little wrinkles to it. it's not them old mike shanahan offense but having trey in there just adds a completely different element um that that deep game as well as you know a whole new threat in the red zone because he can keep it and run it in all right so so in summary on this topic uh, what what do you guys want to see? Uh, you know, regardless of what the probability is, what we think might happen, what do you want to see come week one for the 49ers this season? I think come week one, you know, I, I think by the end of training camp and by week one, you know, I, I think I want to see Jimmy G start, you know, but, I, you know, the best man win. But I think I do want to maybe hear during training camp that Lance is retaining the offense well, you know, that he's pushing for that, job i mean if i don't hear that i will say i might be you know a little bit disappointed and maybe a little bit concerned if he's not you know looking well in training camp and or at least retaining the offense very well yeah i mean i i think come week one my expectation is that uh jimmy g will be the starter um but that doesn't necessarily rule out that, you know, that Trey Lance can't be ready to play by week one. Well, yeah, I, well, that's, that's your expectation, but what do you want to see? Um, I mean, but that's, I mean, for me, obviously, I think I would be a lot more excited, you know, and up for it, like pumped up to see Trey Lance play. You know, th- that would be awesome. Um, just, I don't know, it's just an, an excitement. I think... With Jimmy G, if he would be the starter week one, I think I'd be more more like just waiting for the pick or waiting for him to do some to make a mistake. Unfortunately, uh, that's just where I'm at with him at this point. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I would I would want to see Lance start, but only if he's ready. Like I don't want to force it just because we you know took him three overall and he has to go. I like I, like I said in the previous episode. Um, you know, I think the job just can't be handed to Lance. He has to earn it. Yeah, I mean, that, that's probably the smart thing to do. For me, I, I want to see Trey Lance out there week one. Uh, you know, he didn't play. He only played one game in 2020. Uh, we traded. We, we used three first-round picks to, to pick him. Uh, I want to see Trey Lance out there week one. Let him start, uh, you know, hitting the, 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 the bumps in the road, you know, throwing interceptions here and there. Let him start learning. Week one, let's start getting this new offense into the into the field, seeing how it's starting to transform, and, and hopefully we hit our stride uh, by week five or so, and we have enough from our defense and run game to carry us. With Lance just continuing to gain experience, that's what I want to see. And I, I, I'm I'm just I'm ready to move on from Jimmy G. Let's 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 trade him. Let's let's cut him. Let's use that. <laughs> Strip that the bandaid off already. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I want to see. So you want to see Lance start and have the 49ers move uh, Jimmy G's elsewhere? Yeah, like I said, if you are going to start a rookie on a football team, it's the 49ers with, you know, let's, we're, let's assume it's going to be a dominant defense with Bosa back uh, another year for uh, Kinlaw. Uh, let's say Eric Armstead returns to form. We got a good secondary. We got a new defensive coordinator. It's a question mark there, but let's just say, you know, he's more aggressive. 
We're going to have a dominant defense. Our run game should be should be awesome. Just throw Trey Lance out there. You know, we'll try to limit mistakes. You know, yeah, he'll he'll make a few, but you know what? Jimmy G makes mistakes too. So I I rather just get the rookie out there. Let's start getting. Let's start working on our playbook, developing plays, setting up teams for, uh, you know, things that they won't expect week week after week, and get them some playing experience. And that's what I want to see. How much patience do you think fans are going to have with with Jimmy G and? You know, we want Lance. We want Lance. <laughs> I, I think there's not going to be much patience. I think if Jimmy G comes out, throws an interception, a pick six or anything like that, people are going to want to see Lance out there right away. And, and that's why I'm I'm going back to that. I think I trust I trust Kyle. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm, I'll sound like a Kyle Stan or whatever, but I think I, I, I trust Kyle where I think he, he wants to win. Um, I think he's very blunt and very honest. So I think if if Jimmy G, you know, starts to play poorly or starts to make the wrong decisions and and you know throw interceptions or turn the ball over, I mean I I don't think he will hesitate to put Trey in. I don't. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, I guess we'll see. And I guess let's move on to maybe talk about uh, other moves we made during the off season. How do you guys feel overall? Are you guys satisfied? Dissatisfied? You know, is there anything you felt we, we could have done better? I I am I am satisfied with the offseason. I think it went better than I expected. Um, could things have gone even better? Of course, they, they always can. But I just wish we would have locked up some of our corners, our defensive backs for more, longer than a year. You know, like we have Barrett. Barrett's coming back. Uh, I think Mosley's on his last year. Barrett's coming back for one year. We got Jaquaski Tart for one year, and I think Ward might be on his last year as well, maybe two mm-hmm. years at most. And K1, um, I, don't, I don't remember if K1 is another year, one year deal as well. Yeah. So our defensive back may not be here next year. Uh, you know, maybe they can work on something, but again, where are we going to get the cap space from? We, we would have to cut Jimmy. That's another reason why I want to move him. But um, so overall, getting those guys back. Uh, especially Trent Williams on the offensive line. That was huge. Mm-hmm. That was a huge one there. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk also bringing him back. That was a nice surprise. I didn't think that they would. Um, so, and I know we were going we're gonna to talk about the weakest part of the team as well. This kind of goes hand in hand with the satisfaction of the offseason moves. I don't know that we have a, a huge weakness right now with our with this team. It's, it's pretty solid. I. Uh- I would still say I still feel like we're a little bit lackluster at wide receiver. I don't know. I, I, we have Ayuk, but he's only going to go into what would be his second year, right? And we yeah. have Debo, but even with Debo, I think you could just with this play style, you can count him out. You know, maybe three games, maybe four. Just he's such a, a, a violent runner. He's very aggressive. He seek, looks out for the contact. It's not really sustainable. I, I still feel like we're missing kind of like that Emmanuel Sanders receiver, that veteran receiver that just brings a, an extra threat. You know, um, you know, we lost Kendrick Bourne. He, he was pretty good in the red zone. He, you know, he, he was kind of would be dropping passes here and there, but in the red zone, he, he was money. You know, he was a good target to have. And I, I don't feel like we really have a, that target anymore. I personally never liked KB Kendrick Bourne, he dropped the many, <laughs> many passes for my liking. I, I think this is probably one of the best receive, receiver groups that we've had, though. Honestly, I mean, Ayuk is awesome. Debo, this is what his third year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think this is his third year, so he's he's as veteran as you're gonna get. And uh, I, I like Richie James too. And then Jalen Hurd might be coming back. Yeah. And then don't forget we've got uh, George Kittle at, at tight end as well that can line up as a wide receiver. That's so, true. I think, uh, I think Tony just like KB's dancing. <laughs> Dance on KB. I just feel like we, we could have added a little bit more depth at, at wide receiver, but, you know, there maybe there is a possible scenario. You know, you do hear r- rumors of Julio Jones. I don't know what it would take for him to, to come over, to get him over, but that would be kind of kind of crazy. It, it is reunion. possible, yeah. It is possible to still maybe add a free agent better and uh, going forward, depending on how the team feels, maybe – Maybe coming out of training camp, how you know does does every does anyone step up and take that third wide receiver job? I think that's what they're going to be looking for. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think with the, with the offseason moves, and in, in my opinion, I was expecting um, like to be you know disappointed or like man, we're 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 choking. But 
you know, looking at it, I mean, the big one was, you know, Trent Williams. We, we you know, locked him up. Uh, I think that, that was great. Um, the other one, too, I think I was like, oh, I thought Juice was going to be gone. I, I know uh, he's only a fullback, but I think it goes to the overall just culture and just the, the, the team environment. And I think uh, these offseason moves, in my opinion, I think speaks volume to the culture that's being set up. Like, you know, everyone pretty much came back. Yeah, you know, like who who did we lose? I mean, I guess we lost Solomon Thomas, but <laughs> you know, I I don't you know it, you know it just it was an honest move. Hey, you know, you're you're not gonna play much. It doesn't make any sense, but you know, I think the fact that all the corners came back, and I think Vare, I think it's not that he didn't um, want to sign a long term deal. I think just everything that happened with COVID nineteen, and then the CBAs and a jump in uh, next year, or the or the caps in a jump. I think he's betting on himself, which I think is a win-win. Uh, where you know, if he bets on himself, maybe he's you know he will ball out, and then we can give him a bigger contract next year. Um, but honestly, like I, I'm very satisfied with the offseason moves. Just having the you know the majority of the core guys back that we really you know like need to count on. Mm-hmm. Um, Trent, Juice, Verrett, you know, Quan, Mosley. Though those are those are the big ones. Uh, KB, like, yeah, I think, you know, he, he was, he was good. He was hot and cold, I think. Um, but, you know, with Debo, Ayuk and Richie James, I, I, I'm not going to miss like KB or say, man, I wish we still had KB. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm very satisfied with, with the offseason moves. I wish Jordan Reed wouldn't have retired. I think we, we didn't get to see much of the Kittle and Reed package out there just because of all the injuries. But I mean, you know, he retired. It's not that he went off to another team. So yeah, I think that was more more health related. Yeah, and I would say I'm gonna miss KB. I I liked seeing KB out there dancing, <laughs> <laughs> and he he was always available. You know, he, he was. I thought he did pretty good. Uh, but I agree. I was very satisfied with the and surprised with the with the off season. Um, and I agree with Carlos. I think it does speak volumes of our of our front office and the culture they've built. I was really expecting a lot of players to go to um, to the Jets with uh, with Sala, um, but we were able to to retain you know Trent Williams. Like you said Jason Verrett, Kwan Williams, and I thought one of the maybe more underrated moves, Alex Mack at center is huge. Uh, we had some yeah. pretty so, bad center yeah. play last season. And then having him come in, he's really familiar, you know, obviously with, with Shanahan's offense in, in Atlanta. Um, and just from hearing him speak and how, you know, the center's calling the pass protection, how important the center position is. I think that was also something we lacked that last season. And uh, I think I agree with, with Pablo. And I think this is probably one of the best rosters, if not the best roster I've seen for this the 49ers. Um, in terms of depth and just you know the talent in every position, it's we have some yeah, some yeah. some pretty uh, good players. Yeah. I would say all around. No, no, yeah. Now that you bring up Mac, I mean, let's not forget that the edge rushers we got. Um, what what is his name that came over from the from oh, the Rams? Yeah. Sosa, so- Sosa. Uh, yeah, him, and then from the the Raiders, what was it? Key, I think. We got uh, two from the Raiders. I think one tackle, one. One Hurst? was an, one was an edge. I thought. Hurst and someone else. Yeah, so I mean, I I think you know we 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 added, in my opinion, you know, good, good depth, and then also, I mean, it, it's you know, uh, not a guarantee, but if I mean if D Ford can step on the field, if Jalen Hurd, if, if, yeah, if Jalen Hurd can step on the field, I mean, we have high potential. Um, I mean, which, I mean, for the weakest part of the team, if I really think about it, I would say. The, th- the thought that comes to mind is that freaking Super Bowl loss on third and fifteen. Uh, I would say safety. Um, I-, I think uh, Ward and Tart. I-, I think they're they they could be really really good. But if I had to point to a weakness of the team, I think I would say that the safety position. Um, I think I I have Verrett playing at a higher level at the corner than I would have a Ward or Tart at the safeties positions. Yeah, I'd say we could, you know, I think Ward and Tart, they're okay. They're okay at their, you know, at their positions. We could improve there. Uh, we did draft a, a safety, I believe. He looked pretty good. I do think we are lacking, I would say, in special teams. I feel like our special teams has kind of sucked the last couple of seasons. 
we have been ranked towards the bottom of the league in special teams every year. So we'll, we'll see. That for last year, I think the injuries had to do a lot with it as well. <clears throat> yeah, I so, mean, I, I hope they give Ambry Thomas a, a real shot at you know returning. Yeah, returning. yeah. So, so he j- just to kind of summarize some of the free agents we brought in and and, and um, their position. So Samson Ebukam, he's defensive end. Sosa, yeah, from the Rams. Uh, we got. We already mentioned Jason Barrett, Kyle Juszczyk, K1 Williams, DJ Jones. That's a big one. Oh yeah, mentioned. that's a big one. The, the, the um, interior lineman, man. Zach Kerr, defensive tackle. Uh, we mentioned Alex Mack, Trent Sherfield, wide receiver. I'm not sure who that is, but we also got uh, Mohamed Sanu. Oh yeah, we brought him back. We yeah. brought him in as well. So that's the veteran receiver that. Tony was alluding yeah. to earlier. Yeah, we had him last season though, and he didn't even see the field with all the injuries though. It's kind of concerning. I don't I think, think he'll... We, we brought him in and then we let him go. Yeah, it's I kind mean... of the same thing with like uh, his name Jordan Matthews. We'll bring him on and then let him go, and uh, I don't think they'll 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 see much playing time. So so for our for our next point of discussion, let me say this: so we have Jason Verrett, corner one. We have uh, Emmanuel Mosley, corner two. Um, we have K1 Williams, corner three. We have Ambry Thomas, the, the draft pick, who, who um, John, what's his name? John Lynch mentioned was a pick from uh, Peters, Adam Peters. Yeah. So, so people think that, you know, Adam Peters, they, they think the world of Peters, most Niners fans. <laughs> so this is mm-hmm. his pick. Um, where, where would Richard Sherman fit in in all this? Would you want him back, taking up experience and playing time for some of these from some of these guys? Uh, what do you guys think about that? I would say no to to Sherman. You know, I think he, if we brought him in, he might be a little bit pricey. And I, I just feel like with the corners we have, I think Verrett and Mosley are playing at a higher level. I, I feel like with Sherman now at his age, he, he just looks a little bit slower and he would get burnt a lot on the, on the deep pass. Um, you know, I appreciate Sherman, what he did and the, the veteran, the veteranship and the leadership he brought. But I would say, I think we're okay with Verrett and Mosley and K1 and Thomas. And we also drafted another corner too, from, uh, from Oregon. He looked uh, athletic and pretty physical too. So the Amador Lenoir. Yeah. Him. Um, so I would say, you know, I wouldn't want Sherman to return only because I feel like he, he might be taking up a spot that, you know, should be Mosley's or Verrett's. Um, but, you know, from, from what I've heard, he, we're in talks with it. Yeah, I, I, I think I would welcome the return of Sherman. Uh, but just with the understanding that, uh, you know, he's going to compete for the job, uh, you know, just to, to start. I mean, Verrett should be the the based on his play last year, he should start automatically. I think it would be between Sherman and Mosley. Um, and then, and, and what I see there, I think it's more I would welcome the return of Sherman just because I wouldn't want him to go back to Seattle because uh, he, <laughs> he is in talks with Seattle and San Francisco. And I don't know, like I, I hated Sherman when he was in Seattle, but when he came to our team, I think he really helped with the culture and the young corners. And I mean, you, you see it on Instagram. You know, people posting, oh, is Uncle Sherman coming back? You know, so I, I would say, you know, I would welcome the return of Sherman as opposed to having him return to Seattle. Uh, just because there is a lot that he can, you know, teach to the young corners. And um, I think it would be an understanding that, you know, that he's going to compete for the second second corner position with, with Mosley. Um, yeah, I, I'm torn with this one. Um, I want to. I want to get some of our younger corners' experience. You know, let's find out what we have in Mosley. Are we going to extend them long term or not? I think definitely Barrett's a, a baller. I don't know if we can, if we'll be able to afford him after this year. But the thing with Sherman, though, if he comes in, number one, we we definitely want to get it on, on a good veteran deal. But the thing that would scare me a little bit is he'd probably come in with the agreement that he's going to be a starter, and, and I just don't see. I think. Shanahan respects him so much that even if he's not playing well, he he'll leave him out there. Um, we we did see him in the Super Bowl. I mean, he he's just slow, so much slower. Sometimes I wonder why quarterbacks just don't throw his way, especially on the deep throws. A lot of the times the receivers would beat him, and they just wouldn't look his way. 
I think it's just it's a matter of time before he starts getting picked on quite a bit. That's the part that scares me. But you do love his veteran presence and his leadership for sure. Um, and he's just such a savvy corner that you know he'll probably he, he'll get the interception just from uh, recognizing route concepts and being able to read off the quarterback's eyes. Uh, it's just the the deep uh, throws, uh, the posts. We got to make sure we got some safety help over there. So it, it's a tough one. I'm not sure how I feel about it right now just yet. Yeah, I would just say, you know, at a, at a, for a reasonable price, I mean, obviously he's losing leverage because he, he hasn't gone to the Jets. No one has signed him, and he's been sitting there for a while. So I would want him, like I said, just because, you know, what are the you know chances of that all of our corners stay healthy the entire season? Um, so, you know, if Verrett goes down or Mosley goes down, uh, then you're putting now a rookie, a rookie out there starting. Um, you know, I think that, that, like I said, the season's a grind. There's an extra game this year, so I, I would be in, in in favor of you know again stealing Sherman from the Seahawks. You you wouldn't feel comfortable with Dante Johnson stepping in? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I I rather. I mean, if if Sherman can embrace you know that role in terms of more of a mentor and you know just compete for the job if if he shows a hey, that he gained his speed back or maybe he's finally over his injuries from last year i would totally you know take him i still say i still say no i still, I still think we're, i think we're okay with with Verrett and mosley um uh, i think that you know let them play let them compete and then like pablo said let the young guys get some get their feet under them and also compete and get, get that experience. All right. So in case you guys didn't uh, know, uh, Jed York did an interview with Matt Mayoko. Uh, you could go check it out at uh, 49ers talk podcast. Uh, definitely recommend that with uh, Matt Mayoko and Laura Britt. Uh, they inter- interviewed Jed York about the draft and, and going forward, how he feels about uh, the quarterback situation and, and, Shanahan and, and John Lynch. So there's a few nuggets that I picked up from, from that interview that uh, I think is, is worth mentioning here. <clears throat> um, the first thing the, the main takeaway that I got from the interview is that Jed York has complete and full trust in uh, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan working in tandem. Uh, he mentioned several times that he has seen dysfunction, obviously having hired three <laughs> head coaches in three years um, and that, you know, he sees how things work so well with Shanahan and Lynch and how, how well they work, how much trust he has in them and how much trust they have in each other. And, and he's seen how the organization has turned around. So that, that was one of the main takeaways. Um, he, you know, he, he's, he's well-spoken. Uh, he's sharp. He, he didn't say anything controversial regarding the quarterbacks. He said if, you know, if Jimmy G is going gonna, is gonna to ball out out there for the next couple of years, he'd be fine with Trey sitting for two years and and be comfortable with that and he t- kind of got into the financials a bit how um you know trey's saving could be potentially saving 150 million uh, with his rookie contract so even if jimmy g goes out there uh for the next two years and he takes up 50 million of those he'd still be saving 100 million if he move on after two years so um anyway those those were um a few of the nuggets i i got from it he, he did review also a little bit about the three quarterbacks that the 49ers were felt comfortable with it wasn't what we thought which was you know well obviously trevor lawrence zach wilson and then one other one it was three quarterbacks in addition to those quarterbacks so it was mm-hmm. trey lance justin fields and mac, mac jones, jones yeah. quarterbacks they felt taking at the third spot yeah. uh so i i thought uh, i thought that was interesting yeah i think i i would you know being the, the lifelong Niner fan, I think I do want to commend Jed York and in, in his, uh, I think, growth or his his ability to kind of step back as an owner. I think uh, when we finally had success with Jim Harbaugh and Trent Baalke, he was starting to be one of those owners like a Jerry Jones where he was very much involved. I remember his tweet <laughs> after we lost in Thanksgiving to the Seahawks. Oh, I'm sorry, 49ers faithful. This will never happen again or something to that mm-hmm. extent. And I think he, he he got too involved where I do think he was a part of, you know, f- you know obviously he fired Harbaugh, took Trent Baalke's, you know, side, and then they hired 
Jimmy uh, Tom Sula. Yeah, Jimmy Tom Sula. <laughs> I think they hired him almost as a puppet where it would be actually Jed York and Trent Baalke running the team. And after that disaster, I think he should trust Kyle and Lynch you know, fully. I, I At this point, you know, I I, uh, I myself do think that uh, Shanahan and Lynch, you know, they've been very upfront with their players. I think the players, you know, appreciate that. I think Jimmy G uh, has made mention of that. And I think it speaks volumes in terms of, like, look at all the players that returned from the, from the offseason um, that wanted to stay here. Um, just to be in this culture or with this team, because I mean, we are we are in California, we're in the Bay Area. You know, prices are ridiculously high here. So, you know, for them to 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 you know take a paycheck here, where it could be you know way more, you know, somewhere like in you know in in Texas or something. Uh, I think the fact that they were willing to stay here with this team, I think, speaks volumes to the type of coach Kyle is. And also to the general manager of what you know Lynch is doing. So I, I think we, we did turn or turn it around. So I think Jed, uh, you know, has done a good job of letting them run, you know, the team. Um, yeah, I would say I have to, have to agree. You know, definitely give props to to Jed York. You know, um, for I guess kind of improving upon his errors. I mean, I, I was pretty upset. I would. I'll still say I don't know if I'll, if I'll ever forgive uh, Jed York for firing uh, Harbaugh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially after, after you know, all the success that Harbaugh had. Um, and, yeah, I think you should be trusting uh, uh, Lynch and Shanahan. But I will say that, you know, we need we need to win some games here, man. I mean, you know, with with Jim Harbaugh, we – first season we went, I believe, what, was it a playoff game? We went to the – Divisional game and we lost, correct? No, it was hard. Oh, no, championship game. NFC championship we went to three game. straight NFC championship games, right? Yeah, so look, let's look at it with, with Harbaugh. We went to NFC championship game, uh, lost to the Giants on that you know terrible Kyle Williams muffed punt. Next season was a Super Bowl run, I believe, and you yep. know lost to the to the Ravens. Third season, you know, we went to the. Uh, yeah. NFC Championship was game, at Seattle. lost to yeah. Seattle, which was pretty much the Super Bowl because they went and just completely demolished, I believe, Denver it was. And then after that, you know, Harbaugh had a – we had a little bit of struggles, and I believe we went 8-8, eight and eight, and then it was yep. – he was gone. And, I mean, as much as I, you know, love Kyle Shanahan, we've only had one winning season. Um, it's, it, so that's why I'm saying is I do want to see a little bit more out of Shanahan and Lynch. I, I do think they've – They've done it the right way. They've built this team the right way and the culture. But we need to win some games. Um, um, yeah, I think one thing that Jed York said that I disagreed with was he said that um, he would rather go to the Super Bowl and lose and, and lose at the NFC Championship game. And, and I have to disagree with that. <laughs> I, I'd rather lose the NFC Championship game and and – and, and, and that be the end of it, and think, okay, well, I guess we we, we could always wonder what if if we would have made the Super Bowl. But don't give me the hope over two weeks of a Super Bowl victory and then and then lose. You know, I I rather not go than go and lose. Yeah, it's having yeah having witnessed two Super Bowl losses, it, it's pretty it's pretty brutal. I will say. Um, yeah, so remember when Jed York will say we hang banners, Super Bowl banners here. We don't hang championship banners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, I, I don't know. I think Jed, Jed has done a, a good job, and I think you know he he said. I mean, he said the right stuff. He, he was very, uh, in my opinion, politically correct. But I mean, what what were people expecting him to say? You know, I saw some people like uh, I think it was Lowell Cohn trying to you know tear down Jed about his comment in terms of it's okay for to wait for two years. I mean, I, think, think about it. If Jimmy G balls out and he's having an MVP type season, you're not going to throw in Trey just because. Right. I don't know. I, I, I feel, I kind of feel like if we wait two years or if it takes two years for, for Trey, you know, to start or, you know, for us to put in Trey, I, I, I will be honest. I will be pretty concerned, you know, if Trey Lance is as smart as they say he is, you know, and, and we traded all those picks to move up and get him, 
and it takes two years for for him to to start. I, I will say I'll be pretty concerned. You know, I, well, but I, this is this no, is but, assuming but that, that Jimmy G is is balling out. Maybe yeah. he wins the Super Bowl MVP. I mean, that's not likely, but that's yeah, what that, that's what I'm saying. I, I like, think maybe in that scenario, yes, but well, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would say <laughs> I, I don't think we should be waiting around two years for Trey Lance. I, I no, think yeah, he I, should be playing. You know, maybe mid season this season or. You know, at the longest next season, he'll start. If Jimmy G is playing like he was at the beginning of 2020, you know, pre-ankle injury and even after the ankle injury, if he's playing like that and Trey Lance can't get on the field for whatever reason, then we should be concerned that the number three overall pick, you know, can't be better than that. Yeah, I agree. And then it'll be Uh, another Alex Smith situation where maybe he's throwing too early. Here we go again. Let's not go down that. Yeah. <laughs> so before before we move on from this, just a few more things I wanted to say on this topic. Um, there was a lot of uh, media saying how, you know, na- namely Michael Lombardi saying that the 49ers really wanted Mac Jones, but the pressure from the fans made him change their mind. That is not true. Uh, Shanahan, Lynch, and Jed York all confirmed that they did not decide on which quarterback they were going to pick. Until Sunday, I think they told Jed on Monday. Um, it was, it was, and and uh, Shanahan himself said that Lance was a quarterback that they yeah. fell in love with to begin with. So, I mean, it's coming directly from their mouth. So, how can you spin it any other way? It's just kind of ridiculous to me. Yeah, I've always felt that you know, media with, with the 49ers, they've always kind of gotten it wrong or they've just always gotten the wrong takes. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. I feel like for 49ers news, it's, you know, Matt Mayoko and, you know, just kind of more like the insider guys that I that I would say I would I would trust, not, you know, Lombardi or all these other guys. They have no yeah. idea what's going on. They and just, even Matt Mayoko was saying he didn't know who they were going to take. So and, and then there was also rumors about this function between Shanahan and Lynch. Those were also dispelled by by Jed York, you know, obviously they're working very well together. You could see it in the press conferences and everything as well. So I think 49er fans can rest easy there. Uh, let's just hope we can win some games going forward. Yeah, I, I trust them. They're straight shooters. They're, they've, they've been really honest. I mean, the fact that Kyle was able to say, yeah, the reason we're trading up for a quarterback is because, you know, it's been Jimmy G's health. I think a lot, a lot of head coaches don't say that. They, you know, somehow dance around it. So yeah, I, I believe I believe Jed. I believe Lynch and Kyle. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, Kyle Shanahan's been pretty brutally honest, and even Rich Eisen uh, said it himself. It's kind of like a, a brush of uh, oh no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like um, a breath of fresh air. You know, he's very, I would say, kind of unlike other coaches. Which when when he's talking to the media, I mean, he calls it how it is. He says it how it how it is, and. The players know that he's gonna he's gonna speak out like that, and he's honest with them. And you know, it is kind of kind of nice having a coach that you know isn't gonna gonna lie, or kind of I guess try to just yep. give some smoke or you know make it make it like it's unknown. It's, he's gonna say how it is. That's my coach. Put me in, coach. Uh-huh. I was just about a foot taller. <laughs> <clears throat> Sound like Kyle Shanahan's laugh. He goes. He goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think to wrap up uh, this episode, there was an announcement uh, for the off-season workout program uh, mm-hmm. for for this year. Um, the NFL and NFLPA collective bargaining agreement. Uh, let's see, what did they say? The voluntary nine-week off-season program is conducted in three phases or OTAs. So phase one. Um, is April 19th through May 14th. It's been extended from a two-week period to four weeks uh, with activities limited to strength and conditioning, virtual meetings, and physical rehab only. Uh, Then phase two is going to be May 17th through the 21st. It's been shortened from three weeks to one week. Uh, Basically what it says there, players on one side of the ball may execute a play, but players on the opposite side of the ball may not initiate contact. So this is no contact practice. Hmm. Uh, or you, you can't attempt to impede progress of players who are running with the with uh, the ball or the play. And then phase three is May 24th through June 18th. It stays four weeks in length. Um, 
the club may conduct in-person meetings and classroom instruction. And then they say, during this phase, teams may conduct a total of 10 days of organized team practice, also known as OTAs. No live contact is permitted, but seven on seven, nine on seven, 11 on 11 drills are permitted. Mm. And then it also says, according to the collective bargaining agreement, also known as CBA, clubs may hold one mandatory mini camp for veteran players, which occurs during phase three of the offseason program. Man, through all this, I just hope we can stay healthy. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, if you're gonna have somewhat of an injury that's gonna take time to heal, you'd want it to happen <laughs> as early as possible, right? That's true. Uh, but but not nothing season ending for sure. Yeah. And then it does say that the rookies uh will be able to go to rookie minicamp on May 14th through the 16th. Yep. So, that's, so that's, that's next week, yeah. Next Is week. Yeah next, next, uh, yeah. yeah, next Friday, the 14th. So we'll get some news coming out of that, maybe. I wonder if our reporters are going to be allowed back in. I think if they're vaccinated, they, they will be. You know, we I, we saw Matt Mayoko and, and Laura Britt do the, the interview with York in person. It was just, you know, socially distanced. Um, but I think as long as they're vaccinated, they'll probably be allowed you know, to, to watch, you know, to, probably from, they'll have different areas marked off for, for them to be at. Man, it'd be cool if they allow fans to, to go to the training camps again and see if we can make it out there again, like we did in 2019 and uh, gave them the, the good luck to, to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. That'd be awesome. All right. I think we covered everything we wanted to talk about here. Any, any last uh, thoughts here from anyone? No, I think just like I said again, man, I think uh, I'm really looking forward to this 2021 season. Uh, as we move through the off-season program, I'm just hoping just health, positive vibes for health. For sure. Yeah, I would agree. Just hoping for a, a good, healthy off-season. And who knows, maybe the 49ers aren't done making moves. Maybe we'll see, we'll see Jimmy G shipped off or, you know, maybe we'll see Julio Jones come in or, Maybe a couple more, more tricks under uh, Lynch's sleeve. We'll see. All right, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, trade of the Bay, if he's going to be the starter or not. That, I mean, everyone's going to be watching preseason this year for sure, just to be, be able to get a, a glimpse of Trey Lance and and what he's what he can do. And he's going to be getting picked apart during preseason, which isn't fair to him or or anyone really. But it'll be fun. All right. We'll keep doing this, guys. All right. Send another episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. 49ers Tramvarant out.